I V M. A niche thing explores subcultures around us that make for great interests and hobbies. These range from topics like affordable art to exploring the world of coffee, hi-fi, sneakers, watches, vintage fashion, where the list goes on and on. It's a podcast with something for everyone. So let the conversation begin. On today's episode of Anish Thing, I spoke with Tanya Ghavri. She's stylist to like almost all Bollywood. Name the person Janvi Kapoor, Katrina Kaif, Karina Kapoor. Everyone. She extensively works with everyone. I really like her view on building a capsule wardrobe, basically downsizing, owning less but owning more quality. So super conversation. We'll get into it right after these short messages. Tanya, good to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited about this chat today. Yeah, same here. I'm very excited. Also, good to see you in Bombay. Usually, when I see Instagram, you're only in Maldives yeah. for some reason. I'm always on the go. Yeah, yeah but that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, today's conversation around you know decluttering your wardrobe or building a capsule collection, basically having good quality stuff in your wardrobe, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I want to know a little bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah. Actually, Anish, I think since I was growing up, um, I had a creative bone in my body for sure. From when I was growing up, and I was very uh, into design, art. When I was a child, I was into kind of creating craft. Like it was always um, a thing for me. Uh, obviously, like all other kids, I was academically inclined as well. But I knew that I had a design bone in my body. I went to Parsons School of Design to study. and i did a fundamentals in design course and i think i kind of got taken in with fashion when i was in new york obviously um and i was like oh my god i have to do this you know but i was still figuring if i wanted to be a designer or you know i didn't even properly know what a stylist was at that point i was still figuring all that out came back to india and continued studying i went to sndt and i studied apparel manufacturing design so i'm kind of trained to be a full fledged designer uh hopefully at some point yeah that'd be exciting <laughs> yeah and there i worked and vogue had just kind of come to india you know they were launching and uh, anita was headlining it or whatever and i was like oh my god i have to work with vogue it's the biggest thing and uh so i did a few internships at vogue i didn't ever work with them full time but it was kind of like my in into the world of fashion in india you know and no better place to start than vogue um so i started off there and then i think it was like uh you know how one thing leads to another like i think that's what happened with me uh vogue led me to kind of working with a couple of stylists that were in the game at that point mamta anand who siddharth raj anand's yeah. wife was a stylist she still styles i worked with her for a bit and then riya kapoor was friends with my sister uh and they she was very very young very talented very like very smart and she was like oh i'm starting this film it's basically clueless being made in india and it's just a bunch of girls and it's going to be beautiful clothes and you know you're a young girl would you like to jump on board on the styling yeah. team and i think that's how my journey started with like kind of fusing fashion and you know bollywood how together. long back was this 2011 or 12 i think aisha was yeah yeah oh. 2011 i think yeah also was. a little shout out to punch me Yeah. yeah, shout out to punch me all the time. Uh, all the time, and also, uh, I think everyone I know has done an internship at Vogue at some point. Yeah, 
everyone. That almost seems like a very Bombay thing. And <laughs> I, I worked extensively with GQ and Contest in the past, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. connections always keep coming up. Yeah. So Amazing. you do this movie. Yeah, and then I it was basically with Sonam Kapoor, who uh, is a school of fashion herself. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, super young, and I was working. I was working with Pernia Koresh, who is also one of my closest friends now, and uh, she. she was basically the head stylist and she needed a team under her and uh, you know there were we had to style four girls sonam amrita puri lisa hayden ira dubey and everyone had like a very different kind of wardrobe and uh, yeah so it was really exciting to work on i was very young and it was just i think sonam is somebody who kind of shaped the way i thought of fashion as well you yeah. know cuz she of really course. is like she really lets you be she really like is creatively very very inspiring yeah 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 definitely is I think one of your styling assignments was the Sacred Games uh, shoot. Yeah, it I was. I really liked that. Yeah. That was so nice. I was so exciting to do it, and I remember when Netflix called me and they were like, "Okay, we have to do the shoot," and I was like, "Okay," but like Sacred Games, like is it's very costume driven in like very situational. So like they were like, "Okay, it has nothing to do with the show. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to have fun, you know. Make it fashion, make it edgy, make it like kind of seventies." so we really just had a blast you know in terms yeah. of like putting things together and like i remember when i went for the shoot and like i told prankaj tripathi he has to wear a checkered <laughs> like double breasted suit yeah. he just looked at me he's like are you yeah. sure i was like yeah, yeah for yeah. sure guy tonde never looked uh, that good <laughs> in the show yeah it was exciting yeah, yeah. so i think yeah I, i'm very lucky because anish honestly um very few people get to do something in their life where like i wake up every morning and i'm so excited about work yeah. you know um yeah so i'm like grateful well, blessed touch with, touch with yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, also how does a styling like what's a typical workflow for styling assignment right like how you said this was not to do much with the show but just to create that uh, era yeah. i guess yeah uh how do typically your assignments go how do you figure out who's who look how do you figure out who's going to look good in what because that's a pretty and and the kind of people you work with right it's yeah. also it's a high uh, stress it's, yeah job. It's, it's a super high stress job for sure for sure i think just like everyone else we were talking about this earlier actually that you sometimes learn on the job you know like so when i first started um i was of course assisting pernia while i was i was watching her style i was watching the way sonam puts things together um i think you learn as you go along and having said that i've been styling for 14 15 years now of course i've made mistakes you know along the way i've learned from them i've been criticized as well i've been applauded as well um but i think the most important thing is to understand where you are styling someone so what if it's event appropriate uh what their body type is at that point in their life um i always say fashion of course is important but if you put someone in something they're really uncomfortable in you're going to see it on their face you know and they'll never look good in it so understanding your client as well or your project your assignment is very very important and um yeah and i think just doing enough research you know uh having enough options to work with and like and i think at the end of the day it's a collaborative process so it's between me my client and my team you yeah. know so i think it's it's honestly you cannot take credit it's just not one person it's never one person it's always a team of people fair yeah yeah that's you being very gracious <laughs>
I think what's happened in my personal journey is that if I look back 10 years, I don't think I put in much effort to understand the kind of clothes I was buying. This being speaking as uh, a male. Uh, and I think I've seen that with my friends as well. I don't think we even cared about the kind of quality of products we were buying. Yeah. And I think now at least I've come to a point in life. I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> but where you are being a lot more conscious of what you're buying all around. 100%, right? yeah. And your wardrobe is a pretty important part of it, right? Correct, yeah. It's happened with everything, right? It's happened with drinking. I'd rather drink less, but I'll have a really good drink. For sure. Uh, and I see the same happen with clothes. And I think this, what I wanted to basically understand today was that how do you start to build a capsule collection? Something that's basically nothing in my wardrobe should be that, why did I buy this? And what is it doing here? Yeah. How do you yeah. go about that? I think that's, I think it's a very important conversation to have because if just talk about women to start with, we can, and I think that I'm guilty as well at some point, we've all been hoarders, you know, we love yeah. to just shop, shop, shop. And like, sometimes you use it once or twice and you don't see it again. And like, it's just lying in your wardrobe. And I think to become more conscious of, what you're shopping, you know, what the quality of the product is that you're shopping and how you can make max use of it. You know what I mean? I think it's very important for men and women. Um, so I think now finally people are starting to take notice of the fact that quality over quantity yeah. for sure, you know, with everything in life. So I think what is a capsule wardrobe? A capsule wardrobe is that you buy key pieces or staple pieces and you make a list of those staple pieces and it could be obviously different things for men and women, but basically the maximum amount that you can mix and match with X amount of pieces. So if it's 10 pieces or 20 pieces, how you can make use of those 20 pieces to utilize them in the best possible way, you know? Yeah. Um, and I say this, I, I remember recently I did like a masterclass wherein I was talking about workwear for women and how they can make it like, like you know, people dress up and go to work, but like how can they make it exciting? Because it's a nine to five job. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, understanding what those key pieces are that are going to be there in your wardrobe and, you know, working with a color palette, it could be neutrals, you know, because then you can always mix and match easily. So yeah, that is what a capsule wardrobe is. I remember in, I remember the whole capsule wardrobe thing actually started in 1985. Donna Karen had done a runway show and uh, it was really interesting because she put eight models on the runway. I don't know if you know this at I don't all. Know this. Yeah, she put eight models on the runway in like like a full black bodysuit and all they did was they took a top, uh you know, uh, then put a skirt with it, then got the top off, then took another top. Yeah. You know, so basically made like different variations and she showed her whole collection like that, you know. So that was what a capsule yeah. collection is. Um and it was very interesting to do that because um, it basically tells you how you can, you don't need a lot. You just need to be slightly more creative, you know, and uh, and I think that's where sustainability comes from, yeah. right? Yeah. So just have the, you know, have the eye to pick up the right things, um, you know, and see what's important in your wardrobe and don't like overbuy, you know, just for oh, the sake yeah. of. Overbuying is just so easy, right? Constant ads, constant uh, It's everything. so easy. And so now easy. I think 
our phones are listening to us. <laughs> yeah, we were going to get ads or some wardrobe, uh, <laughs> some sure. capsule collection. Capsule uh, collection. Going forward, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what would these key pieces be? Okay. So I think for women, I would say... Um, a really nice black dress uh, a pair of nude heels a good pair of trousers uh, a few t-shirts a few shirts a really nice two day bags you know maybe a pair of flats a pair of sneakers one pair of heels you know sunglasses if you like yeah. like one or two pairs of really, like really good sunglasses a pair of black pants yeah i think these are like some basic pieces of cashmere sweater you know uh, a really nice shawl that you can throw over something when you're traveling an athleisure set for sure active wear is oh, so yeah. big right now so a really good pair of active wear like a big could be a quad set um i think um i think a capsule wardrobe for a woman could be a really nice beautiful sari you know for um for a girl it could be your mom's Yeah. Sorry, something, you know, that she's handed you down. Yeah, and I think I love the idea of accentuating your clothes with like a beautiful like some vintage jewelry, you know. Uh, so I think that those are things there are just a few things I can name a couple more, but I think for women that's what a capsule collection would yeah. be, a capsule wardrobe for you would be. And then for men, um a really nice suit, oh, yeah. you know, for sure. Um a couple of shirts could be stripe, white, um you know maybe a couple of neutral colors uh, again an active wear set you know a formal shoes a pair of sneakers two three pairs of jeans that fit you really well maybe a pair of chinos uh some t-shirts some oversized t-shirts cuz i love oversized yeah, t-shirts yeah current and we're in the oversized yeah uh, <laughs> phase right now uh some caps <laughs> some caps never hurt yeah and maybe one or two pair of sunglasses these are just a few things obviously i could name a couple of more things but i think this is what and then within this you can mix and match uh, a really nice blazer for a guy yeah. you know um a well fitted blazer that can go from like day to night uh yeah so these i think a couple of capsule pieces and of course i'm not saying that you don't buy that one off piece that is uh, is really interesting and you want to have it in your wardrobe go ahead buy it enjoy your yeah. life uh but i think that what happens with us is that we get into uh, every time you're traveling or like now online shopping is just so addictive you see something new and you're just like oh my god i have to have it yeah. you know you don't have to have everything and i hear <laughs> this can... so much uh, sorry but i also hear this so much that people will buy stuff online and then and then you're somewhat disappointed with quality right yeah for sure i think this is why understanding what the brands like you know picking the brands that have good quality and uh, you know maybe having like a little like a bracket of designers that you like certain brands you like because you know that they they their their quality is very good it's you know it's a high quality product and you know that what is a high quality product a high quality product is one that you can wash and wear wash and wear wash and yeah. wear without losing shape color um you know so i think understanding what those brands are and working with those brands instead of going with the whole fad of like oh my god this isn't you know you see something online and you're just like okay it looks good but is it going to be sustainable yeah. you know so picking products that are good quality high quality that are going to be sustainable and i think using natural fibers and natural fabrics basically are definitely uh, the future you know yeah like a uh, couple of things you spoke right at least for men like when it comes to jeans 
you get a good pair of jeans it's going to last your lifetime exactly. you take good care of it it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere same with the suit you get a good quality suit yeah i went to a very interesting exhibition that's on till end of march at uh, kotachiwari at 49a i've heard about this one this ladies it's, collection it's, the yeah, isemayaki yeah, yeah. yeah so i'd gone for the opening uh, night of that it's about 142 pieces of her wardrobe which is isemayaki and those clothes are perfectly fine they're from yeah. 70s 80s they're absolutely perfectly fine yeah, well taken care of and to me it was like wow you have a wardrobe that today is getting exhibited is in perfect condition yeah and when you read that it was like she would wear that even to a hospital it yeah. wasn't like a one off thing you 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 just that's how this you are this is why i i mean my friend who's also uh, someone i worked with bernia she has um she has an app tankle saratoria which does preloved clothes you know i think preloved is going to be so big yeah. world over it's already really big uh, internationally hopefully india warms up to it as well i really truly believe in in upcycling yeah. you know and i feel that it's such a good uh, initiative as well in the world if you can you've used an x amount of clothes uh, you know and you can upcycle them and someone else can use them if they're in good condition um you know i i bought a moschino uh, skirt suit set in la in 2012 i still wear it yeah. you know and i i think i'm a stylist and i love clothes but i've been a very firm believer in in really using the pieces that you own you know and understanding why why it's so important to not um just hoard what the about wardrobe. the pressure of not being seen in the same dress again actually i never feel that pressure i am libran <laughs> and my uh, my parents always tell me and my friends always tell me they're like oh my god you repeat way too much you know but i think that's a quality to that me, i that's have that's a cool thing yeah i'm constantly repeating like to to the level that actually everybody makes fun of me they're like monday tuesday wednesday and you're back on monday and she'll be wearing something very either she'll be wearing the same thing or she'll be wearing it again in the week um i wear i have some pieces in my wardrobe i think we all do that we love absolutely and we'll keep repeating them you know uh, so now what i've started to do is the ones that i don't use i've started kind of giving it give away it yeah. yeah i give it away either i give to pre-love websites or i'll just donate them someone else can use them yeah. you know just don't keep things any of these pre-loved websites that uh, you can think of right now yeah i think saratoria to start with yeah. is one of them and then of course there is also there's a website internationally called front row london they do more uh, pieces that you can rent basically the again pre love pieces vintage yeah. pieces that you can rent basically and wear and i think that's rent the runway like there are lots of websites yeah so i think there's vrgt vintage in india that does pre loved as well bags shoes clothes yeah so i think that's the way to go right now honestly i feel if you can you know start doing that and i think if everybody can start doing that a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah i know you very quickly took me through the pieces yeah. uh, for men and women i think for women especially if you can take me not me but who i was listening also <laughs> take us through a little bit more of actual mixing and matching you know like yeah. uh, and and ranging from like you said right it's an athleisure thing that's i don't think you can be at an airport today without being an athleisure but 
how does that translate from casually going out to office wear and stuff like that you know so basically i'll just give you an example a random example i was in new york in 2021 and i see everywhere i go i was just seeing women in active wear and athleisure the whole day and i was like wow okay you wake up in the morning and you're in active wear you go to your yoga whatever whatever and then you're in sneakers and then you could transition that into like a day to all day to an evening and night look because you can literally actually be if say you you know are doing yoga and then you kind of put on like a sweatshirt you do a meeting you can put on a blazer and uh, wear it with like ankle boots and accessorize it a little bit and you're ready to go out you know for dinner so i think basically you can actually this is why the capsule thing is so important because if you have a blazer in your wardrobe you know or one of those like blazers that can be like a staple or a key piece you can kind of wear it for with so many things you can wear it with a pair of shorts you can wear it with a pair of jeans you can wear it with active wear you know you can wear it with you can wear it over a dress so i think you know just have pieces that you can wear again and again in different ways again to say like workwear you know if you have a pair of black palazzo pants um you know you can wear a, a, an oversized shirt with it one day you know you can wear the same pants with like a cashmere sweater one day you can wear the same pants with like a crop shirt you know or you can wear it with a t-shirt you can throw on a a blazer so i'm just saying that you know if you have pieces that you can mix and match um you don't have to always wear a 100% new outfit yeah. you know yeah. you don't need to you can just wear the same thing and mix and match and put one new element in it and it it will look different you know so i think that is the way that is that is this dressing sustainably yeah. you know and i think that is something that i really kind of motivate people to do yeah that i think blazer is such a important thing to have like one of my pet peeves is uh, seeing people wear ill fitted blazers yeah I like just get it stitched like <laughs> yeah for men honestly i feel uh, whether it's a suit or whether it's a pair of really good trousers and stuff like of course you know you're shopping and you can pick up something from a good brand etc but a well fitted suit is one that's stitched you know and made to order to your size um and i think because everybody's body is so different how are you going to pick it up from the store yeah. you know i think when you make one and then that can stay in your wardrobe for you know yeah for a long long time yeah and growing up everything was stitched that was how yeah. it was our uniforms were stitched uh, everything was stitched yeah. right yeah so i i grew so what up what about uniforms <laughs> so i grew up with an army background my father was in the army and we were in the small uh, cantonment called mau near indore and most of the tailors there were savitro trained oh, and as wow. like as like i wish i knew all of that now and perhaps go back there to get stuff stitched but it was all british inspired right yeah and there was a reason why the uniforms would just be so good and look so good and fit yeah. so good because it was all savitro trained uh, people making your yeah. uh, uniforms and blazers which is very cool actually one person who wears made to order stitched clothing that i have had uh, conversations with and I don't think anybody knows made to order the way he does is Safali Khan like he always wears the most he's the most immaculately dressed man in India and he has an incredible wardrobe and he he believes actually a lot in quality and he will he loves clothes 
but he understands them he understands fabrics and fits and stuff and he'll always he will not he'll have an x amount of pieces and he knows how to use them and i think that is something that i feel even as a stylist he's an actor but he knows so much more than me about this and it's so interesting to hear him speak about it because he's so passionate about it and uh, yeah and i think fits are i mean for men especially um of a well fitted suit or trousers or a shirt is so so important um i have friends that you know only stitch their shirts to, yeah. to work that also blows my mind why would you not get your shirt stitched like yeah. it's just basic basic because then it fits you perfectly yeah. right as opposed to something you go and pick up off the rack which you're going to wear a couple of times and it yeah and not use it again <laughs> yeah and then it's not even like it's a lot of times it's not more expensive either so it's uh, exactly it's actually honestly sometimes probably works yeah. out cheaper yeah 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 Absolutely. for sure sustainable yeah. spending as well sustainable spending yeah <laughs> yeah uh, like you have to have those couple of really nice white shirts and you know they're just going to be universal with anything uh for me personally like a lot of times if i know i have to go out in the evening but i have work in the morning or tons of other things uh just jeans sneakers or wear a t-shirt shirt or For a, sure. a double breasted blazer and you're good and to you're go and you're good to go yeah 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 I have to say but I, honestly Anisha I have to say whenever I've seen you out and about you're quite like into your like you're quite like put together like that's cool Oh thank you. <laughs> oh that's very cool to hear from you. No I I I have my simple thing of shorts t-shirt and a cap. No that's uh, cool. But, but that's unique to you right? Yeah. I think that's what style is. Style is whatever is unique to you whatever is uh, your kind of statement you know yeah. whatever it could be. I it think then there are small small things right like the watch like yeah. like to me that's my pop of color now. Yeah. Uh, of course. It could be your socks could be like could be anything it could yeah. be that one or two elements in your wardrobe yeah. that are that are uh, that are screaming out your style or your uniqueness your name you know. I think for men now there are so many options to accessorize yeah. which perhaps may not have been the thing earlier or perhaps I was not aware of that earlier but uh, yeah simple things just uh, something as simple as changing the laces of your sneakers right Correct. just adding a little more color. So uh, like for me it'll usually be black or like neutrals apart yeah. from denims being blue a lot of times but simple accessories here and there and it's good to go i think uh, sneakers is a big thing for men right yeah. like i think it's a uh, i think how women feel about bags and sh- like bags yeah. and like jewelry is that how men feel about like sneakers like but i'm very I've, i'm very proud of myself i've not bought a sneaker in the last 4 months oh wow and, slow clap uh, and 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 i'm going to do two things though i'm going to downsize my hmt watch collection so when hmt hmt announced that they are shutting down and before that i had no idea about watches i was like okay something shutting down let's explore this a little bit more right so they have this really bad website i think it's still terrible and i literally would buy everything that would keep coming up signed up with about 42 HMT watches and now I was like I need to downsize this there is no way this makes sense yeah. anymore so I want to downsize on my sneakers and my watches yeah I'll like I, few I, pieces but again just 100% I actually have two people that I know uh, one is uh, Pernia who I is one of my close friends and Ekta Rajani who's a stylist who hasn't bought 
anything new. And now that's like intense. But I know I have to talk about it today because I think it's so amazing. She hasn't bought anything new in like a decade. That is so amazing. That Like how? Like solid respect, man. Yeah, that's cool. exactly. And she reuses and, you know, mixes matches from her wardrobe, her mom's wardrobe and like puts things together. And she really uses what she has until it comes to a point where it's just like okay it's not usable but actually we have a lot of pieces we can use for a long time yeah. if we buy the right quality as opposed to just like using it a few times and kind of buying new things and 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 Pernia as well who I was talking to recently she told me something very interesting she gifts herself something on special occasions like her birthday or like her daughter's birthday so she's picked like two three days in the year she's like okay now I'm allowed to shop on those days yeah. so it makes it much more exciting gives you the incentive to buy the right things and not just aimlessly shop yeah you know that's actually a very good point yeah uh, I've seen this with watches yeah. for a lot of people and I did that I did this with one of my watches uh, when I ran the I ran my full first marathon in Jan and I was like, you know what, you deserve a price for exactly. this. Exactly. So I think when you do that, it's so much more exciting. Yeah. It's fe- it feels like you're gifting yourself a little yeah. like. And present. always takes you back to that memory then, right? That yeah. I got this for this or because of this. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember talking to Ekta about this because she was a big, uh, big evangelist of capsule yeah. uh, wardrobes. But yeah, but that is so impressive. Ten years, you've so not bought anything, impressive. right? And she dresses up so well. Like she's always immaculately dressed, yeah. and she is. She's one of the. I mean, she's definitely a stylist that's done like incredible work and stuff. So I think coming from her, it's so motivating. Like yeah. when I look at her, I'm like, wow, like that is amazing. You know, I wish I could be like that. Even if I can start my journey somewhere, uh, yeah. yeah. I think I think you know people keep telling me. You're a stylist. You must be obsessed with fashion, obsessed with clothes. I, I am obsessed with the idea of fashion and creating and stuff. But actually, if you take me on a holiday, I don't want to shop. I just want to like eat good food, walk around, you know, look at people, observe people, go to galleries. Like I want to just explore, you know, I think that's... I sound like a stalker right now, but on your Instagram, I think <laughs> all your holidays are either in Maldives or at a tiger reserve. <laughs> There are no shops there. <laughs> exactly. I, I like, I think I, I kind of love being in nature. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll take a short little break. Yes. When we come back, I want to get to know some uh, four parts you think people really need to stop yeah. in 2023. For sure. There are lots. <laughs> All right. We're back at a niche thing. I'm with Tanya. Well, couple of more things I want to talk about. One is uh, how does seasonality affect uh, your wardrobe? And I think that's one aspect I've seen of fast fashion, right? Like yeah. different collections coming up uh, throughout the year. So how do you also perhaps plan for that or go about that? Okay. Now in terms of, okay, this is the thing with any industry, uh, seasonal fashion or trends, the fashion world is trying to sell. It's just like any other industry. You're trying to sell clothes. You're trying, it's a business at the end of the day. So they have to come up with things <laughs> yeah. that will entice you to buy, right? But, and I, it's really, I don't know if I should be speaking like this. You <laughs> should, 100% you should. I'm a, I'm a stylist, but honestly, I think falling constantly for trends and seasonal fashion is not 
the right way to look at things you know that's why we're talking about the whole the capsule and sustainability and stuff is because of course you know you can buy a couple of things that that are seasonal whether which is like a winter wardrobe so you can have a capsule winter wardrobe or an autumn winter wardrobe and a capsule summer collection but if you fall for uh seasonal pieces every like for there are technically for because there's resort uh there's fall there is spring and then there i think there are two resort collections that happen in the year if you fall for that you're just you're going to be what, spending all your money <laughs> what are two resort collections no like big designers basically yeah. have technically four seasons in the year you know and they do your certain brands have couture and ready to wear both so at technically they have like six collections in the year you know where they are like churning out like new clothes or whatever if you constantly fall for what's in trend in season you're only going to be spending yeah. money you know on clothes um so of course if you're someone who's a lover of fashion again like i said you can pick up those key pieces beautiful things you know you like something that that's trending or that's um that's become something that's i'm trying to find the word for it there will always be pieces that will that if you're in the fashion circuit that will become iconic you know to have or own that piece yeah. then it's not it's not even about seasonal because it's going to stay iconic you know a really beautiful chanel bag it's always going to be around you know or um you know if you're someone who loves fashion you know whether it's a kelly or a birkin or whatever if you're someone like i would say like save money and you know get a piece that you're going that's going to stay hand, handed down to your daughter or yeah. your sister or whatever to me that's amazing because there's a story behind it you know yeah so i think it's i think it's okay you know when seasonality is a big thing obviously in fashion but i think to understand and have kind of two wardrobes and have pieces that you know you can maybe add things to it every season like yeah. one or two pieces and pick the pieces you know like be a bit more like um, let it be a bit thought off you know yeah. as opposed to just buying something that's trending yeah fair what about some four pairs you think there are some four pairs that really need to end in 2023 <laughs> god there are so many tell me if you i'm actually kind of very sick of off shoulders with women because i just feel like they came like 2 3 years ago and it's just not going <laughs> like, everything is off shoulder i know like dungarees was a big thing and uh, it's they unfortunately come back i think to me that's a little bit of a fashion yeah. fopa yeah unironed clothes when people wear unironed clothes i am like, kind of guilty for that with some <laughs> t-shirts I'm just like it takes 2 minutes guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that is uh, definitely a fashion for pa. Yeah, I think <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think Indians have a very bad habit of over accessorizing and there's a really interesting uh, Chanel quote where she said that before you leave the house always look in the mirror and drop one thing like <laughs> one thing less you know because <laughs> i think indians tend to chandelier themselves like when they're wearing especially when they're wearing indian clothes or whatever like we are very over we're very excessive in the way we are culturally you know so i think that is definitely to me it's a bit of a fashion faux pas yeah i think these are just a few things i can go on and on <laughs> but yeah that's good that's a good start yeah but uh, anything else you want to add What do you think is a fashion faux pas for men? Oh for men so many. 
And I'm pretty let's sure, yo, and I'm yo. pretty sure I've done all of these. Uh, I've hundred percent done all of these uh, myself. Just like bad shoes, man. Just wearing bad like shoes. Like just wearing mismatched trousers and shoes and For socks sure. and like wearing a sports socks, like wearing a black sports socks with a suit, like oh like, like, like stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Uh, and then I have a couple of really these of these pet peeves with the. Uh, like watches in particular yeah. like when someone wears a daniel wellington that like oh, that really pisses me <laughs> off or just stuff invest like that invest in the right things invest right? in the right thing like yeah. like like if i again go back to watches you you, you can get a 1000 rupee casio that's timeless uh, you can wear it anywhere it'll be cool yeah it's relevant it's got history uh, but yeah just just do a little more research before you're buying something 100% 100% i just feel like also Oh yeah, actually one big fashion faux pas right now is that everybody thinks like it's cool to wear everything oversized. But like my thing is that sometimes people are wearing sunglasses that cover their whole face. You know like yeah. you can't even see their face. And I understand like oversized, but sunglasses is something. It's very personal. It has to look good on your face like shape. So if you have a round face certain glasses will look good on you if you have a oval or a square. So you can't just wear oversized sunglasses because everyone's wearing yeah. them, you know. Fair, good point. Yeah. I do see that quite a bit. Yeah. So I think I think that's something that people need to realize. Uh like I know I have a tiny face, so I will always wear small glasses, yeah. like sunglasses that are like like that look good for my face shape, you know. So I think that is a definitely a faux pas. Fair. Tanya, thank you so much. This was amazing. I learned so much as well. Thank you. It was really fun and it was it's just so easy and yeah. you made it easy. Thank you. And it was like having a chat in a coffee shop. <laughs> uh what about your social media handles? Yeah, at Tan Gavri. Yeah, at the rate Tan Gavri. T A N. And uh, if you happen to bump into her, please do not be in dungarees wearing oversized yeah. sunglasses. Please don't. <laughs> I will be telling you off. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anish. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Well, I definitely learned a lot, and I just love this concept of you know owning less but owning better stuff. Applies to all aspects of life. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please rate us on all platforms. We're also on YouTube, so all episodes on video. So check it out. If you like this episode, do write to me on social media. My handle is Anish B on Twitter and Instagram. Tune in the next Tuesday for yet another fun episode of Anish Thing on the IVM podcast app and all major podcast platforms.